Welcome to the Ready to Thrive podcast. My name is Jacqueline, and I don't know if you've ever felt like you are just surviving your life. I know I have, and that's why I created this space. I want to help you move from surviving to thriving. My goal is to help you get unstuck and actually enjoy your life. Each week, I'll be sharing practical tips and always point you to Jesus. So what are you waiting for? Let's get ready to thrive. Hello and welcome to Ready to Thrive. This is the final episode in the mini series we've had called Thriver Stories. And we are ending the series so strong with this conversation with Jenny Lusco. Jenny speaks with such truth and wisdom and encouragement. I know you are going to leave this conversation feeling so equipped and encouraged in your fight to flourish. Because I think wherever we're at, we all are fighting to flourish in our lives. And so Jenny is going to help us do that today. Um, I want to say if you are listening to this episode and you feel like, I think there's somebody else who needs to hear this, can I just ask you to share that episode with them or even take a screenshot and tag Jenny and I in it on Instagram both of us, I know, would be deeply encouraged if we saw that. The other thing I want to share is if you follow me on Instagram or if you are in my email list, you have seen the announcement that I've kicked, I'm kicking off something called Ready to Rise, which is a seven-week intensive co- group coaching for women who just feel like they know that there is something more, that God is nudging them to something more. Either they just aren't sure what that is and they want to take some time to dig into who they've been created to be, or maybe they kind of know what the thing is, but they just feel like fear and discouragement or disqualification or feeling unqualified, any of those things have held them back. And I really want to help come alongside you. We're using uh, the verse from Ezra 10.4 that just says, rise up, take courage and do it. And I know for myself, I need people to come alongside me and say, hey, you can do this thing. Here's how we're going to do this. And so if you are listening, the time this episode is dropping, there's still time to get in. But I know how podcasts work. And so if you are listening after the fact, you can still email me jacquelinewidener1 at gmail.com or uh, you can check out my website or Instagram. There may be something else that I have done with this group in the future. It might be running again um, or it might just be a standalone course. I don't yet know that at the time of this recording, but if you're feeling like, oh, that sounds perfect for me and I've missed out, I just want to encourage you, you haven't missed out. Um, There may be something else for you in the future. So sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, and listen to the conversation I had with the lovely Jenny Lusco. Hello and welcome to Ready to Thrive. I'm so excited to be sitting here with Jenny Lusco. Now, if you're not familiar with Jenny, she serves alongside her husband, Levi, leading Fresh Life Church in Montana, Utah, Oregon, Wyoming, as well as across the world online. Together, they have five children, Olivia, Daisy, Clover, Lennox, and Lenya, who's waiting for them in heaven. Now, Jenny has graciously agreed to share her story with us on the Ready to Thrive podcast, and I'm incredibly honored. I also want to acknowledge that it costs her something every time she shares her story, so I want to thank her in advance for sharing with us. 
Now, Jenny is also the author of the beautiful book, The Fight to Flourish, Engaging in the Struggle to Cultivate the Life You Were Born to Live. And I want to share two surprising things about The Fight to Flourish. One um, it's just how funny Jenny is. Like, she's really, really funny. And you can't help but read it and think, okay, I need Jenny to be my actual in real life friend. And the second most surprising thing is just how many boxing movies are referenced in this beautiful book with flowers on the cover. Uh, but I am giving it the one of the bo best books I have read all year award. And you know, I read a ton of books. So Jenny Lusco. Welcome to Ready to Thrive, and did I miss anything? Oh my gosh, Jacqueline, you are so kind. It's honestly such a joy to get to spend some time with you today, and thank you for all those kind words. That really is so encouraging. It means so much, and it's just a joy to get to be here with you today. So thanks for having me. Well, thank you. Um, I, um, I first read about your um, story when I read your husband's book, through the eyes of a lion. Mm -hmm. And for people who just aren't familiar with you, um, do you um, mind just taking us back a little bit and sharing maybe a little bit of what your life uh, was like 10 years ago, nine or 10 years ago um, until now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, going back a little bit further, my husband and I planted um, Fresh Life Church in Montana. Of all the places, we were living in Southern California, and we just felt like God was calling us to Montana. And people in our life were like, why Montana? There Are there even any people in Montana? And But we just felt like maybe God's leading us this way. And it wasn't like an audible, you must go here, but it just was like a, a little tug. And so we just kind of followed that. And, um, and so that's been... 14 years now and um it's been a wild ride and so amazing and so hard and so good and so horrible at times but like you know all the things um but god has been so kind and about uh, let's see nine years ago almost um we were five years into this church plant and and really just um kind of gaining momentum. And I mean, when we first moved here, we lived, lived in Southern California. So when we moved here in January, which we didn't know anything, like there are some amazing like church planning ministries. One of them is ARC, who we now get to like support and help other church planners. But there wasn't any such thing that we knew of when we were planting. So like, we're just like learning the hard way in everything. And like, preaching the word in a place we've never been and learning the culture. Like there are some people who will move to a city and like learn all about the culture and who people are and meet people. And then they start their church like a year later. But for us, we, all of our friends who had planted churches were like in their fifties and sixties and like telling us their story. And so we're like, well, I guess we just move somewhere and then start a Bible study and see what happens. And so it's like at the beginning, like we literally started January 14th, um, and it was 14 degrees outside. And here we are from like 74 degrees in California and uh, 14 people show up. And literally we're just like inviting people from Starbucks and people we run into on the street. We didn't have like an agenda or a plan. We just were like, hey, we're gonna start a church and we're gonna invite whoever we find. And so um, anyways, the, the, the crazy about that is then it was just the beginning of 
showing up and showing up when five people came and showing up when 20 people came and showing up when 100 people came. And then we were just seeing momentum and growth and fast forward five years and we're just seeing God move and we're seeing God change people's lives with the gospel and radically just redeem marriages. And we're just like, oh my gosh, we're like sitting there just seeing God do a beautiful work. And then simultaneously, we go through the worst thing that we had ever walked through. And basically it was five days before Christmas in 2012 and we were getting ready for Fresh Life Christmas and wrapping presents and um, just all the bustle and craziness of the holidays also. And it was um, a Thursday night and Levi and I were on a date night and we went to go pick up my mom, um, pick up our kids from my mom's house. And then the bottom literally just dropped out. We walked in and my daughter Lenya, who had asthma, my husband has asthma, our oldest daughter has asthma. It's kind of a normal thing in our life of dealing with, they get wheezy, give them a puff of their inhaler, give them a treatment and then they're fine. But this night was totally different. We walk in and my mom's trying to give Lenya her breathing treatment and Lenya wasn't taking it. She was five at the time. And, um, and then everything just happened right before us in the matter of minutes where she passed out and then Levi rushed in and did CPR. And then all of a sudden we're in a hospital room and a doctor's coming into to the room saying, I'm sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Lusco, there's nothing more that we can do. And literally like that whole week we were busy with stuff with church and it was just a busy week. Like before Christmas, everything's busy, but we were looking forward to Friday family day, which in, in those days in our family, that was kind of our rhythm of like, we work hard Saturday through Thursday. And then Friday is kind of our Sabbath family day. And we were looking forward to a special dinner out and ice skating with the girls. At that point we had four girls. We hadn't had our little Lennox Lennox yet, but, um, and so the whole week we were like, okay, girls, this is crazy, but we have Friday family day coming and what's going to be so fun. And Levi was going to take Lenya to take, to get Christmas presents for her sisters. And, and so here we are Thursday night, just like ready for family day and ready to just put devices aside and just focus on our kids. And, and all of a sudden we find ourselves in a place where is only in our nightmares and everything, the, just the bottom drops out. And so, um, gosh, I mean, Christmas was five days away, but then Christmas Eve services for Fresh Life were three days away. And so we wake up, uh, Friday morning and it's like, we're reliving the nightmare that had happened just the night before. And, um, and yet in all this, Levi three days later decides, Hey, I'm gonna still preach my message because he had studied to preach this message called turn off the dark and, um, turn off the darkness of death and the darkness of sin. And it does not sound like a Christmas message, but it was the perfect message that year. And he somehow with God's strength got up there and preached a beautiful message about hope and strength in the midst of heartache and pain. And, um, when, when that happened, 
the only thing we could think of was we're so grateful that we have Jesus as our hope and our strength because I feel like anything, it, I feel like it would have torn us down and it would have caused us to quit everything and it, because it was the worst pain that we'd ever felt. And it was just so interesting like how in the midst of such growth and strength in our marriage, in our family, in our ministry, and then all of a sudden death and all of a sudden grief and all of a sudden loss. And um, so that's kind of that. And then, like you said, like um, my husband wrote a book first through the eyes of a lion. And then I kind of, not begrudgingly, but just like a little, with a little bit of resistance, uh, was like, I cannot write a book right now. That is crazy. And, and then God allowed me and gave me such a uh, privilege and an honor of getting to write the fight to flourish where, um, I mean, the, the foundation of my book is about what we walked through with Lenya going to heaven, but then it's also a lot about just the daily struggle. Like I think sometimes we can go through a huge thing or a huge loss and yes, it's difficult, but there's then there's just the daily like struggle and fight and loss. And sometimes those are the battles that are harder to find traction in and strength and growth in. And it feels like you're failing, but I'm supposed to be flourishing. But how does that connect? And just the tension of of life in family and grief, but then also in joy and in family. And it's just life, life is just full of tension. And so I feel like that is kind of what my book is about. But yeah. Well, Jenny, thank you for sharing. Um, as you were sharing at the end there, I was thinking, you know, for, for so many of us who, who are not currently walking through a storm, um, all of life feels like such a fight, like just, yeah. just life in general. Um, and then I think I was, you know, as you were speaking, I was thinking part of what makes your, um, book powerful um, is that you have been walking through this storm and yet still fighting. And you have so many, um, I almost want to call it a handbook, hmm. this book, because I feel like there are so many, um, I mean, there's a lot of highlighter that I have, that I have in this <laughs> book, but there's Aww. so many just deep nuggets um, that you have it's evidence of what you have been walking through, like you said, in that little kind of everyday grind. And there's something that happens where uh, people are given just sort of this authority to speak in certain areas when they have really lived something and walked mm -hmm. through something. Like it's not a book written in theory or like this, you know, if your life should be challenging, if this could be mm -hmm. hard, but like, what does it look like to fight right where you're at? And, um, you know, even if you are a woman listening who, again, isn't through a storm, we, if you've lived long enough, you know that, that storms do come, right? Like yeah. we, um, that, that is part of being here. Yeah. And so um, I think what happens sometimes, though, is we, um, we will always be surprised by the big storms that come out of nowhere. But what does it look like to be deeply rooted, to be able to fight? And so um, I love the boxing analogies. I... <laughs> I haven't watched a lot of boxing movies, but I may start. Um, and even for yourself to actually be um, 
beatboxing yourself. And there's something also that happens when we do something, I want to say like in the natural, like when we are actually, so for me, I jog almost every morning. That's sometimes amazing. it's, sometimes it's, a, now hold on, let me preface this with like, it's a slow walk jog often. <laughs> um, but the point is just to get my body moving, especially yes. first thing in the morning. If I don't have a lot of time for the kids to go to school, but there's a hill, we are on the top of a hill. So I'll go down to the bottom and I'll jog up this hill and it's hard. Every time it's hard. Like I was this morning, I was thinking, shouldn't this be easier by now? And it's not, but it, every day it's this reminder of keep going. You have to keep fighting. And so I feel like you have so much in this book that really is just that deep encouragement that um, we need mm. in our everyday lives, our everyday fight to flourish. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I want to um, ask you a little bit about, I guess, how how you've learned to fight to flourish over these past nine years, and even what um, for the woman who is in that storm. Um, and we have a lot of moms listening. How how do you either right from nine years ago or today? How do you um, how do you fight to flourish? Well, you also are, you have all these other responsibilities like kids and like leading a church. Gosh, I mean, one thing that has helped me, and I mean, one of my favorite passages in the Bible is John 15, where Jesus is saying, like, he's saying, I am the vine and you are the branches. Um, And apart from me, you can do nothing. Um, And what I love about that visual, and I'm very visual learner. So anything like the other day, I'm, I'm literally learning, not learning, but like relearning snowboarding with my three-year-old son. And I have the same instructor as him. We're on the magic carpet and it's just, it's so humiliating, humiliating, but so good. But the other day, the instructor was like showing me literally riding in the snow, like this is the S curve and this is what you do in this section. And this is what, like, I have to have it like drawn out for me because it's just so helpful. Um, but I love that picture of Jesus being the vine and us being the branches. And if we remain in him and then the life of the vine remains in us, then we're going to bear much fruit and we're going to flourish and we're going to thrive and we're going to grow and we're going to bear the fruit that God's called us to. Um, but there's a negative side because if you don't abide and you are apart from the vine, then you can't do anything. And so I love that visual that we have to remain in Jesus and we have to stay close to him and walk with him. And I think that truly that's the, the simplicity and the beauty of following Jesus and being in a relationship with him is that's really his heart for us is to just walk with him hand in hand and to not get ahead of him and to not fall behind, but just to, to walk in relationship with him. And I think that sometimes like we can make it more complicated where we're trying to do things for God and we're trying to be a certain way and we're trying to fill our lives with all these things. But when Jesus is literally like, I want to be the one that satisfies you. And I want to be the one that fills you with the power to do what I've called you to do. And so when it comes to flourishing, there is a supernaturalness to it when we're abiding in Christ and when we're spending time with him and when we're in the word and when we're 
in a church and when we're in a community of, of believers and when we tie like all these little things that are super like seemingly unsexy and unglamorous and like, oh really? Like you just show up to church or you just like you're part of a group or you worship God, you read your Bible, like that's all you have to do. But really it's so simple and I think we just make it more complicated. But but truly there is also, like I said before, there's such a tension because there is trusting God for what only he can do in my life, which is the supernatural and the um, him filling me with the Holy Spirit and him calling me and him empowering me to do whatever he's called me to do, whether it's be a mom to these little babies where I'm changing diapers all the time, or whether it's being a mom to teenagers where I'm driving them around everywhere or whatever it is that you're in, like God will give you what you need for it. But then there's this whole other side of fighting and like doing what God's called you to do. Cause it's not like God's just like, oh, okay, I'm going to do everything for you. All you got to do is pray and then I'm going to handle it all. Like, yes, we're going to pray and trust him. But then we also got to pray and work and we got to pray and trust and live and do and, um, and all of that. So I think that there's just that tension of both. And I think what is so beautiful about this idea of fighting to flourish is that I think so for so many of us, I know for me, that flourishing seems so far. Like even just the idea of like the the vine, the branches of abiding in the vine, like that you may bear much fruit. Like that just sounds so amazing. And like, I want to bear much fruit and I want to flourish and I want to have a beautiful flower coming out of me and grapes. And like, that's what I want, but it feels so disconnected to what I'm living right now because I'm struggling to be kind to my husband. I'm struggling to train and teach and love my kids because they're so annoying. And I've been only with them 24 seven for the past year. And like, there's just the struggle, like the everyday fight, struggle, feeling like you're missing the mark, feeling like you're failing, feeling the guilt because you're not the mom you wish you were. Why am I not growing like this by now? Why am I not here by now? Why am I not married by now? Why am I not the mom that I wish I could be now? Why am I not the wife I know I should be by now? Like there's just so much shame and guilt that I feel like, and from what I've experienced and what I see all throughout the Bible is that God uses the fight and the fight is part of the flourishing. So I think when, like, even when you put a seed in the ground and the, the fight of that little seed to sprout out that little first initial sprout, and then it's more, and then it's growing and it's fighting through the dirt, but it's all still dark for that seed and the, the growth that's happening, but there's still, that's part of the flourishing. That's part of the growth. That's part of the beauty. And so I think for us, we have to remember that it's both and it's when we're flourishing, we're fighting. When we're fighting, we're flourishing as we're staying connected to Jesus, as we're walking in his love and doing what he's called us to do. And so there's hope for us all because we may feel like we're in this season of just, we're in the dark and we're just, we can't really see what's going on. We can't even see any fruit or any signs of life that God might be doing anything. Like it just feels like he's far. And, um, and that's one of my chapters is called 
the silent treatment, when it feels like God's giving us the silent treatment, but we just have to know and trust that God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than ours. And he, the things he's doing are so much deeper than what we can even see. So if we're like doing the right things and loving God and but we just don't feel like anything's happening, we have to trust that God is working deeper than what we can see because he's always working. He's always moving. He has the master plan. He, he is in control. And so we just need to trust that he's doing deep in us what he's doing, what his plan is. I love the verse that says um, uh, that God is faithful to complete the work that he started in us until the day of Christ Jesus. So we are never going to be perfect on this side of heaven. We are never going to fully flourish until we see Jesus face to face, but we're in this process and we're all in different points of our walks with Jesus. And so we have to have grace for ourselves in the fight, but we also have to have grace for each other, knowing that we're all in different seasons in our walks with him. So there's just a freedom that comes with um, the fight to flourish. And I'm just grateful. I feel like God has just shown me so much of what that looks like in my own heart, in my own life. And to be able to write it down and share it is really a gift and such an honor. And I mean, honestly, there were times where I I tried to quit so many times. I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I I can't, I'm, I'm everywhere. Like, I can't be a good wife. I can't be a good mom. I'm just like spread out so thin, but it, I'm so grateful that God pushed me and that I finished and here we are. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, Jenny. I agree. I am also thankful that you pushed and finished. Um, I love if somebody was thinking, you know, as you shared that uh, John 15 verse, if somebody was like, okay, how how do I practically abide? Um, Jenny actually... As she was sharing, you can go back and listen. She shared all the things she's doing, right? She shared um, getting in the word. She shared worshiping. And so she just, those things just really flowed naturally as she was sharing. But I want you to go back and listen. And those are the things. And yes, they are they are the simple things, but they are also, um, like she said, that we're this supernatural strength piece. All of those things is going to flow from that. Um, so I love that you shared that. And, um, and I love that you shared it's, it's so easy, yet it's a fight. And there is this um, there is this responsibility for us really to to fight yeah. uh, for ourselves. And I was thinking this morning, I was um, ha- just had this wave of doubt come over me. And as I was on my jog, I um, just started speaking out loud the truth. And for me, this is a process of fighting for me to speak out the truth so my ears can hear the truth. Um, And again, if you're if you're out somewhere and you're wearing a mask, like nobody's going to know you're talking to yourself. (laughs) Um, I wasn't wearing a mask on my jog. And so and I don't think anybody sees me. But if they do, they know that I'm the crazy lady down the street who's, uh, (laughs) you know, like I'm just like I'm called and I'm just I'm speaking this truth over myself because when those things come at us. We have to fight back and it can feel um, hard, but I do believe um, just like the seed 
becomes a sprout, becomes a tree. I do believe in that fighting. We are getting stronger. And so again, that's where anything we participate in physically, um, whether it is boxing or spin class or something, we, we are physically feeling ourselves. We actually, we can't really feel ourselves getting stronger. The evidence shows up later on. Yes. It's the same thing as we continue. Um, As Jenny was speaking, I was thinking, you know, um, I just thought of this line, like faithfulness looks good on you, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's faithfulness is just this thing we don't see in these little everyday moments, but it, it does begin to blossom and flourish. Wow. That's so good. That's so good. I love that you speak out truth over yourself so that you can hear it. Like that is a powerful thing. And I think something that's missing in so many of our lives, because yeah, we might be reading the word, which is super important and we should, and that's how we will remember them so that we can speak them over ourselves and our marriage and our kids, but to just speak it to ourselves, like that is a really great example. And I want to do that more in my own life. Yeah. Well, I definitely feel like um, daily, it feels like a fight. And so especially in this moment, again, we are basically coming up to a year of being at home and whatever that looks like for different people. And it it feels like a fight. And it also feels like, um, you know, we don't have a ton of time to get into just going over um, giving ourselves permission to grieve yeah. different losses. Um, and that is something that we talked about last March but it's something we're going to need again. It's something that we continually, so regardless of what that um, grief is in our life, and the grief could simply be just the fact that l- the world has changed. Yeah. Um, and so giving yourself that space. Um, Jenny, I want to ask you, what what would you say if you could go back and talk to yourself nine years ago? What would you, your today self want to say um, to Jenny mm-hmm. from nine years ago? Mm-hmm. Gosh, that's really great. Um, I guess I would give her a big hug (laughs) and tell her that it's going to be okay and you're going to get through this and you're going to be, um, you're going to be a better daughter of the King, a better wife, a better mom. Um, just keep showing up and don't quit and um keep holding on tightly to Jesus and loving your husband and loving your kids and don't grow weary doing what God's called you to do and even I think even just resting in him and not putting so much I'd say don't put so much pressure on yourself to know everything and to have all the answers and to um, try to figure it out, but rest in the shadow of his wing. I feel like so often when we do feel silent, the silent treatment from God, um, he's actually nearer than we think. Um, Because even the Bible says, like, I find refuge in the shadow of your wing. And that includes a shadow and shadows are scary and dark. But when you're in the shadow of his wing, there's safety and there's comfort and you may not have the same vantage point of like the front of, of God and what maybe you're used to seeing, but you're actually safer because you're right there next to his heart. And so I think that, um, that that would be something I would encourage myself with. Cause there was a season 
after Lenny went to heaven where I just felt like nothing. Like I didn't, like I'd go to church and worship and learn. And I know that I was growing, but I didn't feel it. And I think even in this culture in this day, we base so much on feeling and like, well, I don't feel like working today, so I'm not, or I don't feel like showing up, so I'm not, or I don't feel like loving my husband, so I'm not, or, you know, it's like we, I feel like, at least for me, like I base so much on how I feel. I'm a feeler and when I don't feel it, it's very hard because I feel like I'm faking it and I feel like I'm not being genuinely me because I'm faking it, but that's not what it's about because when God calls us to love, he doesn't say, if you feel like loving, then love your neighbor. But he's like, no, love your neighbor. It's a verb. You're going to do it whether you feel it or not. And then sometimes those feelings follow and sometimes they don't, but it's like being obedient to what God calls us to and knowing that there's a deep work happening, whether we feel it or not. And I think that that's really a huge, huge thing in today's world of like, follow Jesus. You may not feel all the butterflies and warm, fuzzy feelings and feel awesome, but follow Jesus and love him and honor him and honor your spouse. You will not feel like doing it all the time, but as you show up and as you keep loving when it's hard and you keep giving when it's hard and you keep um, teaching when it's hard and showing up when it's hard, like those are the moments where our family needs us the most to show up, where our friends need us the most to show up and be a friend when we don't feel like it. And so um, the beautiful thing though, and I kind of, spoiler alert, but I kind of end with this, is that we don't fight in our own strength. We fight with God's power. And I'm so grateful for that because in those days when it's when it feels more like a fight than any other day and you feel like you have nothing left to give and you feel like just throwing in the towel and giving up, like those are the moments that God wants to come in and be our hero and be our rescuer and be the one who empowers us and gives us the strength and the joy and the vision and the purpose to keep doing what we're doing. And I think in the daily mundane rote things that we do, that's where we can find oh, so often find such a, a dullness because it's just like, oh, it's just another day. It's just another diaper. It's just another time trying to homeschool my kids, <laughs> not knowing if I'm actually doing this successfully or not. Like, I think that it's in those moments that we just have to trust that God's going to give us the strength and the power as we ask him for it. Because he, he's our perfect father. He wants to give us, he wants to give us good gifts and he wants to empower us. And he wants to, I think so often maybe we feel bad, like I'm just complaining and it's just another tiny human calling out to God for something stupid. And it's like, no, like he loves you so much and he wants to be your strength and he wants to be your everything and he wants a relationship with you and nothing is too small and nothing is too big to come to him with. He just wants us to run to him. Oh. Jenny, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. I know that women are going to be so uh, deeply, deeply encouraged. Um, I know there are women who are going to listen twice. Mm. I want to share um, 
just something as we close from your book. I loved the introduction. Actually, I'm going to share two things. <laughs> um, one, um, this line you wrote, it says, we weren't created to become something totally different, but to become what we were originally designed for. And that just speaks so deeply to me um, that I think that is really, that is the process of abiding in him, that he mm. is going to bring that out of us. And I want to end as, uh, with this, this line that you share. If you find yourself asking the question, how can I flourish in this season? I want to help you see that it's not just dirt you're planted in. It's soil with the right nutrients. Mm. It's not just crap you feel stuck in. It's the fertilizer you need. You're not buried with no way out. You're planted. You're not taking a lifetime to bloom on the outside. You're growing a strong and deep root system under the surface. You're not forgotten. You've been sown by a gardener who fights for you. Let's grow, girl. <laughs> and so if that resonated with you, can I just suggest you... Um, go to Amazon or wherever um, Jenny is going to suggest we buy this book. Uh, because I think, you know, right now we we started this COVID season a year ago and it was like, okay, we need to... Um, we need to get grounded. We need to have deep roots. And now that we're in for a year later, it's like, okay, we need to get grounded. We need deep roots, <laughs> yeah. right? This is... Um, and if you feel like you have been in a storm, you have been... Um, getting tossed and um, blowing everywhere. I think this is such a great resource, so, along with everything else Jenny shared there, that it really is us being deeply rooted in him, and he is mm. the one who fights for us. Um, he is the one who's going to help us flourish and bloom. So, Jenny, where can people buy your book? Where can they find you and and even more about Fresh Life Church? Oh, amazing. So um, you can go to freshlife.church. Um, I think there's... JennyLesko.com. Okay. <laughs> oh gosh, I should be prepared for this. Um, and then you can buy my book anywhere books are sold. And I'm on Instagram at Jenny Lesko. And um, yeah, I think that's me. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd want to share as we wrap up? Anything else? Any final thoughts? Um, I just want to encourage you listening that. Um, I think so often we feel just guilt and shame and just that we're not enough. And, and I just want to remind you that you are so loved and that um, God delights in you and he designed you for such a, a beautiful and specific purpose. And I think sometimes we can get lost in the tasks and be distracted with different things, but just want to remind you that you're so beautiful and so precious and um, you're doing better than you think you are and just keep keep showing up and even if it's showing up in the morning and you have 10 minutes um, God can do a lot with 10 minutes so um, just give surrender to him anew afresh and I just my prayer is that you would grow and flourish and and truly I love the name of this podcast that you would be ready to thrive on your toes um, with an eagerness and an anticipation and an excitement for what God has for you today and in this season, whether it's a season of grief, a season of joy, a season of loss, a season of gain, that you would see right now, wherever you are, 
that God has placed you there for a purpose and a plan. Amazing. Thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you. Can I just say thank you for listening? This space has been incredibly encouraging for me this past year. And as I am being deeply encouraged by these conversations, I trust you are as well. And I'm not going to ask you to rate the show or subscribe, but I am going to ask if while you were listening today, a friend popped into your mind and you thought, hmm, I think they could use this encouragement. Can I ask you to share this episode with them, with one person? When I listen to podcasts on my phone, there are three little dots at the bottom right, and I click there to share. Also, can I say sometimes I don't share with others as I'm worried about what they'll think of me if they think I'm bugging them by sharing something, but when someone shares something with me, I am never bothered. Often it is the exact thing I needed to hear. So if someone popped into your mind, click those three little dots and share this encouraging conversation with them. And thank you for listening to Ready to Thrive.